Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Talking Hockey Podcast. This is episode one. Uh, We're excited to bring it to you. We're going to post it on Spotify and Apple this time. But on this episode, we're going to talk about Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk. Our midseason trophy winners, and then all the coaching changes that have happened in the regular season. This is recorded on the day that Gerard Gallant was fired, so that one's going to be uh, talked about a lot at the end. But we're going to start off with Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk. So Ty thinks that uh, who is a little bitch? Cassian. Cassian's a little bitch. Why is Cassian a little bitch? Kachuk's a little bitch. I think both of them are being little bitches. Listen, but, here's okay. the thing. I hate the Oilers, okay? Cassian is only relevant because he's playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl right now. Yes, he's a third or fourth liner. Yeah, on and, and you know, whatever. Yeah, brings the great, brings the whatever. But this guy's a, this guy's a nobody. And the, I think they were both clean hits. I mean, whatever. Mm, I man, think that were... one when he was going around the net and, he, yeah. and Kachuk nailed him, that... Ah oh, man, he got some head there. People seem so. like people said it's like a lot like what Rafi Torres did back in his day head hunting. I think it's a lot different because it's behind the net. There's a there's a line of vision. Zach Cassian, I don't know. He had his head down, and I know that's not an argument for a hit to the head, but it's like he hit him with his hip. It didn't look like he, yeah, it didn't look like he was going for a headshot. He was looking. He was just looking to fucking just nail him. And it was because he wanted to hit him because he was Cassian. Yeah, yeah. Because he but knew I, what Cassian would do. As much as I say, I don't think he meant to hit him in the head. I do think there with Kachuk. I do think there's malicious intent on a lot of these things. Oh yeah. 100%. So even though it's like it wasn't elbow to the head, he definitely knew that Cassian was in a vulnerable position. So like what we tweeted was was that like both of them what they did was fucking like both were dirty and both were stupid like both of them yeah. did stupid shit and they both did dirty shit and both were wrong but Ch- but chuck at the end of the day won like he won the battle because yeah. he got his team the win because he got casting to overreact 
whether you think it's an overreaction or not, he got an overreact. He got him to take a penalty, and they won the game. There's something I really don't like, Don. That's when you start beating up uh, someone who doesn't want to fight. You know what I mean? Like, that's but do you think it's did. wrong that uh, Kachuk didn't like after throwing those two like ill intent hits that like he didn't stand up for? He didn't like fight Cassian because like you know to. that's part of the supposedly it's part of the code where you know you're supposed to stand up for yourself and you're supposed to you know like. If you throw those types of hits, then you have to, you know, face the consequences of those hits. I think it's complete BS. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Like, I do think there has to be a point where you answer for your actions, but I'd much rather have it be like they line up at a, at a face-off. And much like Ben and I forget who did it last night or two nights ago with Colorado and Dallas. Yeah, it was Jamie um, Ben. Jamie Ben and Calvert, right? Or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I like, I am not against. Like, I'm not really for fighting, but I don't really mind what Cassian did in terms of standing up for himself because Kachuk's just turtling and he may be vulnerable, but I don't know. I don't understand why no one stepped up for him either. For Kachuk? Yeah, like no one came in to really to his defense. I feel like it's because they knew he was going to draw the penalty and if they interfered, like... Because Calgary, they, they know what he's doing. It's like, yeah. they're not stupid, right? Like, him and Goudreau like draw the most amount of penalties i love kachuk and do you actually i love kachuk both of them i mean I, I, it's like it's a hot it's day. like kadri like on our team yeah if, if he's like, on your team if you like him if you're facing him you don't like I marshawn i would love marshawn if he was on my team and i actually i this, hate marshawn and i would love him on the lease that's yeah why everyone, that's, a, that's the thing because yeah. right? kadri is just as much of a shit uh, not probably not as much of a shit as marshawn but like if he was if yeah. kadri on the lease like i love also him. how funny was him overshooting the puck yeah. For that brief. Okay, moment. wait. We actually yeah. should talk about that because that was so. How did you see all the Twitter? Shit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, there was the one roast of. Uh, he called someone a peasant. Yeah, he called someone a peasant, and then then someone responded to that, being like, "It looks like you're handling just as just this just as well as you handled the puck yeah. last night." I'm like, "Oh my god, that was such a good comeback." But no, it's like with Kachuk and Marshawn. I really, I think Marshawn is a good guy off the ice. For the most part, I like. I'm, I'm like, sure he is. He's a. Fun I don't know. Guy. No, he's not. He's okay, not a good guy off the ice. He pisses on the streets of Halifax. Well, everybody there. I mean, I know a lot of people that piss on the streets that they. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think so, they're necessarily bad people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not saying me, but um, <laughs> people in, in general. You know, university people uh, all the time. I've seen Luke piss on the street. He's no. not a good guy. <laughs> no, I am a good guy. I'm no, not piss on the street. Marshan, if he didn't overreact like that to the people tweeting at him, it would have like disappeared. Yeah, and like. The, by the next day, nobody would have been talking about it, but because mm-hmm. like he like reacted so yeah. he bad. lost in the finals more than he's won in the finals. There's so. another funny thing where he posted a picture in response to it all, where of him holding the Stanley Cup, and someone was like, "A lot of people have won the Stanley Cup, but literally nobody has <laughs> overskated." The- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too. Uh, but yeah, going back to Kachuk, like I don't, I don't know, I don't really. I think it's going to make it really entertaining the next game that they have, which is dude. That's going to be an, uh, that's going to be like must watch TV for the yeah. NHL. Like that's going to be a good game to fucking be. And nothing's going to yeah. happen. I know. No, a hundred percent. They're all gonna, the hype. Cassian's going to like go crazy or something like that. Like there's going to be so many fans. Dude, all the Edmonton players after were just talking. Drysaddle said he's not going to. He doesn't even want to play. He won't even play with them at the All Star game. Yeah. yeah. So. So that, that's yeah, like there's just there's going to be something. Someone's going to do something stupid. And then it's just gonna escalate. Like that's it's that's mm. all it is. It's just escalation. Like Cassin's gonna go out there intending to find that one moment where Kachuk has the puck, and he's just gonna hit him. And then I guarantee you, Edmonton's coach, t- uh, t- 
Tip it. If I tip it, yeah, thank you. Is going to send him out there every time Kachuk's on the ice. Okay. One one last thing I wanted to say is that uh, I hate Edmonton media. <laughs> I and I, but so it pisses me off when so they you are. You hate all, all media. I, I hate all media. Yeah, they suck. Um, Except for us, obviously. Yeah. 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 We're. We're not hired by anyone. No one owns yeah. us. We're freelance. Yeah, we're freelance. We yeah, can exactly. say what the we don't have we advertisers. We could say what we really want to say. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, but, but going into uh, oh, did you want to say your last thing? Yeah, I want to say my last thing. That was I understand for entertainment purposes. You know, the NHL wanted only suspended it for two games, so he comes back. You know, right the, the first game back is against the Flames, right? But it's good that just causes. I don't get it. what the fuck they were thinking. Like, what is were were was NHL player safety just like all we wanted to come oh, back for that? Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. That's so fucked up. It's not. It's not player that safety. That is so at the fucked end up. It's, it's not player safety. safety. It's, it's player entertainment. <laughs> See, Eric, you say all the time that the NHL has bad marketing. That's a marketing. <laughs> you know what? You know what? They proved me wrong. They're good at marketing. <laughs> yeah, that is the very specific. Safety, yeah, people talk really more bad about... with uh, potentially ruining players' lives, but they can market certain games at least. Yeah. yeah. But okay. now we're going to talk about uh, midseason award winners. All right. So we're going to start off with the Hart Trophy, right? Okay, yeah. So who's your top three Hart Trophy? Oh, shit. Guys. Um, you know, because we, we were supposed to prepare for this. Just, just a reminder, Luke, a Hart Trophy is an MVP. Oh, yeah. league MVP. Just to let oh, you okay. know. It's not like just for Carter Hart? No. Oh. Um, oh. I thought we are. He is my MVP, though. Yeah, he might be someone MVPs, but. Um, I would say Nathan McKinnon, for sure. Yeah. Um, for for one of them, you know, if if New York Rangers make the playoffs, Panarin, because aren't they? They're like not too far. Okay, can we? Debate, can I just finish can, my? Okay, list? Fine. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I think Malkin has a has Ooh, a good chance since, since like he's carried pick. he's carried Pittsburgh a lot. Gino, what about you, Ty? I love me some Gino. Um, so, uh, you didn't list McDavid there, did you? No, that's a joke. <laughs> McDavid should win every single year. Okay, I know McKinnon's having a great year, but it should be McDavid. What's what's the the Hart Trophy is MVP, most valuable player, and you know we 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 kind of overthink it. We galaxy brain it and say, oh, Edmonton's not in the playoffs or whatever. Oh, okay, so do you think that you need to be in the playoffs to no, win MVP? So absolutely you think not. Of the team in last place, but with McDavid, can McDavid he, takes MVP? He he's the most valuable player. He when you watch him, but are you, you the most valuable player if your team moves from twenty eighth to twenty fifth instead of moving from sixteenth in the playoffs to? 24th yeah like, but that's more valuable that, okay well here's the other thing right there's always that argument that every single year it's like you basically that that's how you award the heart trophy a team that's like you know somewhere in the you know they just make the playoffs and it's they're carried by one player but then uh, you know players like i think it was last year or the year before kucherov oh well his team is so good anyway right how can he be mvp even though he put up 120 points and the next person put up 100 yeah. oh he plays with all these good players oh mcdavid he's yeah he's great you know to the best player in the league, but you know, Edmonton didn't make the playoffs. So it's always someone on a team who is like 16th, 10th to 16th in the league. Yeah. Their team barely squeaks in the yeah. playoffs. Who was it? Taylor Hall. Taylor, Taylor Hall. New Jersey McKinnon, in. McKinnon a couple of years ago as well. McKinnon, no, McKinnon was a finalist with yeah. Hall. So no, both of them. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't that think McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, that same year. I think it should be the player most valuable to the team. And if that means that, you know, like Panarin is more valuable to his team than almost anyone else in the New York Rangers. I think Panarin's probably the most valuable player in the league right now. Yeah. Just based off of, like, him carrying New York. 
Yeah. And McDavid, McDavid has carried Edmonton, but at least Panarin's been good defensively. You guys are dumb. <laughs> Ty, do you even have two more people on your list, or is it just McDavid? Well, no, it's, it's McDavid, and it's, it's McKinnon, and it's Austin Matthews. I mean, why would McKinnon be... Oh, Austin, Austin Matthews. Matthews. There we go. Interesting, because yeah. that was going to be my hot take. But Austin Matthews. You stole my thunder. Well, I've no. seen hot takes about him on Twitter recently. But so. the guy is automatic, man. I haven't seen... I mean, Big Leafs fan, Big Leafs bias, Big Leafs homer, but he is automatic. Puck on his stick, it's going in. That's impossible because I, mean, I look at his shooting percentage. Okay, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> it's 19%. No, but, but for real though, man, the ga- game's on the line. How many? Th- there's been, what, three times he scored a last minute of play tie up the game, right? Against uh, Winnipeg the other night, against uh, New York Rangers a couple of weeks ago as well. Like, I just try. He, he no, is just far, money Matthews right now. has been the most valuable player on the Leafs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I don't think it's even been close because Tavares was out for a couple weeks and then at the beginning of the season he wasn't good. Matthews was carrying the load. Yeah, until like the last month and a half, I would have said it's between Anderson and Matthews, but now Anderson's been shitting fucking bed. The other guy we haven't said that probably deserves to be there is Brad Marchand. Wait, Eric, your top three, go. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so my top three would be Austin Matthews, Brad Marchand, and Nathan McKinnon, I think. I I think Panarin just falls out of mine. But you, you didn't and you know McDavid you know who either. else yeah, you know yeah. who else didn't make it McDavid you want to know why Everyone, Ty I, you know why you know why I don't have McDavid there. dry cycle no because Edmonton's well, not in the playoffs what because no, he's atrocious defensively like just atrocious defensively I would be atrocious defensively too if I literally was I like, know but that that's that, that's care. the issue I know he doesn't care because he's just like I'm the only offense on Edmonton. And therefore, I have to score every single goal, or Dry Saddle has to score every single goal. But you still can't be like this bad. Like you can be bad defensively without being this bad defensively. So I'm guessing Kane would never be on your list either. No. Yeah, he think he he's he's a believer that Nick Benino is better than Patrick Kane. Hey, yeah, I never said Nick Benino is better than Patrick Kane. Yes, you did. I said he was having a better season than Patrick Kane. Well, different. Two story. two sneaky ones I think that we also didn't mention are, are Jonathan Huberto and oh, yeah, yeah. and Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. Okay, yeah, Eichel just... is my other guy that was kind of torn because no one talks about Huberto. Huberto. That's because what? Barkov somehow overshines him, but Huberto has been much better than Barkov this year. I you don't see, think it's even been close. Did you see Huberto break uh, Chris Tanev's ankles the other day? No, no. I saw what? Riley's injury though. Yeah, yeah, from McDavid. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Morgan Riley gets to uh, bang Tessa Virtue for the oh next. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, we, While we may not have ads yet, we still want them. Okay, so settle down. It's time to move on. To that's a good way <laughs> to move you, did on. Did you see that tweet where uh, I think you sent it? To yeah, me. yeah, yeah. It's like Connor McDavid and Tessa Virtue, and it was like the shaking hands emoji. It oh was yeah, like undressing. Both undressing. That was hilarious. That was a good. I died at that one. That was hilarious. Okay, was but anyway, <laughs> now we're gonna cut that. Cut that. That's the heart. No, no, that's really good. Uh, and we're going to make sure that was Ty that said that. Yeah, no <laughs> slander. Ty. No slander. He's not going to comment on, on okay. Pose for You want to do Vesna? Yeah, Vesna. Uh, who's everyone's Vesna? I don't think it's even close. I think it's Hellybuck. I'm not even going to give like two other. Hellybuck. Hellybuck. Connor Hellybuck. I guess, I guess the Connor. other guy would be um, Arizona's boy. Remind me his name right now. Darcy Kemper. Oh, Kemper? Thank you. Kemper. But he's out. Yeah, he's but, that's, that's, the, but that's the only reason he wouldn't. He's not going to take home the Vezina this year is because he got injured. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. He's carried Winnipeg, man. Like, Winnipeg, how is Winnipeg, like, almost in a playoff spot right now? 
What what what? They're in sixteenth place in the league overall, and unfortunately for them, like their division's really strong, so they might have a little bit of trouble there. Mm-hmm. But like, there's no reason why Winnipeg should be in a playoff spot right now if it weren't for their goaltending because their defense is atrocious. Like it's just it's just like a group of guys that like just nobody knew before this year. Like they're just like slotting guys and like just rookies and shit, and then somehow he's just like dominating behind them. And then their offense hasn't even been good this year. Mm-hmm. Like Blake Wheeler hasn't been as good as he usually is. Shifley hasn't been as good as he usually is. Line A, line A scores goals. Yeah, plays. He has more assists than those. Yeah, not this year. Does he? Yeah. This year? I think it's like not even close. I think he's got way more assists. Wow. Um, but he's still a goal scorer at the end of the day. And he doesn't drive play, and he's not great defensively. He's good defensively. He's much better. Ellers is sick. Ellers is going off this year. Ehlers. Ehlers, yeah. sorry. Uh, Eric's the guy that knows maybe the most about hockey, but can't pronounce his name for shit. Hellybuck. It's because... Hellybuck, E. Ellers. Ellers. You're Ehlers. talking about Lars, Lars Eller? Lars Eller on the... Yeah. Uh, what else? Washington? He, he always says... Um, Petrie? Instead of Jeff Petrie? He said, he said Marshall wrong, too. Marchand? Yeah. Who? You did. I didn't. I think you did. Okay, um, we're going to rewind the tape. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> until, um, until the concussions yesterday, I would say Tuka Rask was probably a, a top uh, he been candidate too. for Vezina. I don't think he starts enough games, though. Like, I want I want the goalie that wins to have, like, to be starting the most games. Because then you can provide the most value to your team, like, over. Mm. Like, that's just my, that's, like, my preference. But, like, I can see. Bennington's having a really good year. Bennington's having a very good year. Um, but, again. Varlamov? The Blues are one of the like best defensive teams in the league, and Winnipeg isn't. Who's one of the best defensive? Teams? St. Louis. Oh, like they have one of the. They're probably the best. Uh, they're probably top five defensively. So why are you punishing the goalie for? Well, that's fair, but like if you're looking just at his like base numbers, like they're going to be inflated by the fact that their goaltending is so good. But you just made the same comparison that McDavid is going to. Have bad defense because he has great offense. What? You said McDavid's horrendous defense. He's giving up his defensive duties because he just wants to score all the time because he yeah. has to. Yeah. yeah. So what does that have to do? I'm well, you, I'm missing the connection. Here. You you're just you're just saying that you're punishing you're punishing McDavid for doing what he has to do, but you're punishing. Uh, I'm not pun- pu- punishing Bennington. I'm not punishing Bennington though, because if you look at his actual like stats of. What he saves above expected based off of what St. Louis gives up. He's behind the other top goalies in the league. Okay, fucking nerve on your stats. <laughs> yeah, stats don't tell the whole story. Yeah. For me, what tells the whole story is uh, someone who didn't have a great start to the year. Uh, the whole team didn't have a great start to the year, but they just won 10 in a row. Vasilevsky! There he is. Andre Vasilevsky. You can't give him the Vesna right now. Yeah, you can. No, Dude, you I'm can't. looking at him right now. He's insane. He's in the last 10, I'm sure he's been insane. Yeah, yes, he, he didn't have a good year, but Tampa's... You can't Tampa. have a first three months... Hey, this is my ranking, buddy. This is my ranking, buddy. That's okay, how you fight fine. for it. All right, so uh, Andre Vasilevsky. You're wrong, but okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I would say Kemper again, but uh, he is injured, and uh, you know Arizona has kind of fallen off, I think, a little bit. Yeah, but it's not his fault. Anymore. Yeah. Actually, him being gone is why yeah. he fell off. Bennington. I think Bennington's a good guy. A uh, good Richmond Hill boy. Um, local kid, wish he plays for the Leafs, right? 
Um, He's coming and, here in five years, don't worry. Yeah, along with... Uh, you know who else is going to be a Leaf? I know we're, we're looking down the road here, but McDavid oh, and oh, Jack I'll Hughes as well. Him. And also Quinn Hughes. They're, they're big Leafs fans growing up. Yeah. They're all going to come home at the end all of the All the Toronto end, boys end are coming back. And my last choice is Garrett Sparks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Michael Hutchinson, though? Leafs starter, Michael Hutchinson. Oh, he had a bounce back year. He did have a bounce back year. He won like Actually, two he lost games. the two games in relief. Poor guy. But it wasn't his fault. It's because Anderson. But he was actually better goal. than Anderson. No, but my yeah, other choice for real, my other choice for real is uh, Tristan Jari. Uh, Ooh, a good, uh, you know, he he was actually, a, I think he was available. They all say for the, uh, for, like the Penguins are trying to trade him or someone. They were willing to trade him in the beginning of the How year. How many starts does he have this year? Uh, uh, he's 30. he's ended no, up he's ended started. up being like their their starter. I think he's oh. played more than Matt Murray. Twenty one. Game started, but still, he's. I think he's. he's Twenty-one he's, games started. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's no, but gi- it's hard to give it to someone that hasn't played. That he's many their games. starter at this point. Look at his. I know he's your starter now, but like, there's goalies with twenty-three wins right now. And is one of them Frederick Anderson? <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah. I think Do so. you think Frederick Anderson's a good <laughs> no, goalie? No, but I'm not saying that's that. Frederick alone. Anderson's an amazing goalie. But if you take the goalies that have been amazing all season. Well, I mean, the Leafs also don't play anybody but Anderson. He was he was their only goalie with a win until like what they get that game against Detroit in December. So was it December? Or was yeah. it this month? <laughs> I don't remember. But he was like legitimately <laughs> yeah, their yeah. only. It might have been this month, like beginning in January it, or know, end yeah. of December. Something Actually, it was like that. probably December. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that was like a Christmas present for yeah. us. Yeah. Okay, that's my choices Anyways. there. Yeah. No, no, okay, but final so, question on that: uh-huh. Who's your fin- who's your fi- who's your top choice? Is it Vasilevsky? It's Vasilevsky. Oh, interesting. You're yeah. wrong, but okay. Mine, mine would have been Rask if he if he if he wasn't injured, which he probably will be for a while. So we're doing Selkie now. Yeah, Selkie. All right. So Ty, let's start off with you. <laughs> I hate this trophy, man. I hate it. Why do you hate it? Because there are these clowns on Twitter. <laughs> if you hate a trophy because of clowns on Twitter, you're gonna hate every trophy. <laughs> but like they. they all right. It's the most meaningless I, trophy. I have because people just pick a good two-way forward. They don't pick the best defensive forward. Yeah, which is apparently Zach Aston Reese, according to according to stats people. Dude, he's been insane this year. But I, and he's the son this. of lesbians. What? No, that's Jared Anderson Dolan. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other guy with two last names. Come on. <laughs> oh, sorry, God. sorry, LGBTQ plus. <laughs> I it's thought not, it was Jack Austin Reese. It's Jared Anderson Dolan. Oh, my bad. Well, <laughs> I don't know how either of you even know this. <laughs> I, the TSN did a special on yeah, it last year at the World one. Juniors, okay. and Zach Aston Reese was not at the World Juniors last year. Jared Anderson Dolan was. Okay. He I, has believe, two I believe you. I believe you. Um, Thank you for imparting your knowledge. Yeah, no problem. Now continue. Um, Why do you hate Zach Aston Reese? Are you really trying to tell me that Zach Aston Reese is going to win the Selkie Dude, Trophy? Dude, Pittsburgh has the best third line in hockey right now, and it's... Who does the third line of, of, of their hockey team play against? Actually, top competition. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Stop. No, they Look don't. at their usage. They don't. They don't. Um, Dude, you just look at their I think it should be Kyler Yamamoto, because he has 100% face-off win percentage. That's How true. many? Has he taken one? I don't know. It doesn't... It doesn't <laughs> Uh, no, I think Ryan O'Reilly is the common one. Uh, yeah, but that's the problem. They always give it to the common one. They don't give it to the guy that's actually you, been insane defensively. You've got to give it every single year to Patrice Bergeron until he retires. You have real. to give it yeah. to Bergeron. You have to give it to Couturier. I think Barkov's been there once. Barkov, the Stone, three, all so good. Stone. But all like, good. if you're actually looking at who's been the best. Nico Koivu's never won, has he? Koivu hasn't won, even Koivu though he was out probably, for 30 games. He should be this year? Mm-hmm. Was he? Oh, I don't even know that. 
but I haven't. I don't think I've watched a Minnesota game this year, unless they were playing the Leafs that one time. Because who wants to watch Minnesota play? You can't say that. Your favorite well, Twitter account Gerard is Evolving Wild. Well. Yeah. yeah, but I still hate the Wild. <laughs> so so we're saying... Okay, anyways. So, but back Bergeron to, every year. What's your list? Bergeron every single year. I don't care. I don't even need anything else. But then, the, then you're just making the trophy a joke. Because you're not actually... It is a joke. US. It okay, is Bergeron. So you're, so you're just accepting that this trophy is a joke. What are we calling it the Bergeron? What is it, that yeah, when he retires... This guy is unbelievable. What if he plays till he's like 40? He's going to. And he's going to score every single game seven against the Leafs. He's going to shut them down. Like how I've seen every single year in my lifetime. When's he going to figure okay. out? When are we gonna, when's he going right, to remember like, he's an old man? Ty's bringing up too much pain right now. Yeah. Okay. Some, uh... Uh, my list? I don't really watch. I don't really care about defense that much. So uh, I'm going to say Austin Matthews, Sean Tavares. <laughs> Willie Nylander. And... William Nylander. No, no, not William Nylander. I'm going to get so much hate for this episode. Um, Morgan Riley is a good defensive forward. <laughs> uh, no, but... So in, gonna get defensive. in reality, <laughs> I would say uh, Sean Couturier and uh, Bergeron and uh, so Ryan O'Reilly. Go, you're just going to go with the typical three finals. Dude, so. I don't know about, enough about defensive stats to tell you... Uh, it doesn't matter, basically. So I'll tell you. It doesn't really matter because no, none of the... Like, whenever people pick, like... People are going to pick Ashton Rees, people are going to pick Braden Point, and people are going to pick... Oh, actually, I, for, I did forget but about Sorelli. Sorelli might be on my list. Sorelli's been great this year, but they're not going to win. Like, it doesn't matter, because everyone's just going to pick the same three. They're going to say Couturier, who's sick defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of those guys, like, even if you watch him play, you could realize how good he is defensively. Like, him and Bergeron, you can see it, and then there's other players that do it kind of more, like, low-key. I just don't know how other players aren't as good as Bergeron and Couturier. Like how, how, like how can you not just watch these guys and get better? Like defensively, yeah. Well, that's a, I feel like it, def, defensive players just buy in. It's not like actual. It's partly skill, but like all the skilled guys, if they wanted to, I feel like they could play better defensively. No, that's incorrect, man. Like what? What are the skills you need to be good defensively? They're the same skills that you need to be good offensively. You got to intelligence. You got to. I mean, it's easier to. You gotta have a good stick. You gotta skate well. You gotta like. Okay, but win, Matthews you need to win puck battles. You game. need like exactly, but like his raw Matthews raw skills would allow him to be good defensively if he actually like. He's improved. Tried, he's, he's really improved. He's been very good, but exactly that's my point. Like nobody. Uh, a year ago, everyone was saying he always awful defensively, but he scores a ton of goals. But now he is using the exact same skills that made him good offensively. And in the offensive zone, he's just using them in the defensive zone. He's using his stick really well. He can stick check. He uses his body. Okay, give your list already, buddy. I mean, I already said it. Zach Anthony Sorelli. I'm putting him on that list because dude, you can't even have the stats that he has without being insane defensively. Like, there's no way you could... You could like budge the stats in any way. To what? Because he's a plus thirty or whatever. Plus yeah, that's my, yeah. that's yeah. why. That's why. It's because stat? he's plus thirty. Yeah. It's because he's plus thirty. You, you can't be plus thirty without being sick, right? So Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Ryan Graves is also on uh, your list, right? Yeah, of course. Except he has not been great defensively. Okay, now speaking of Dougie Hamilton, we're going to the Norris baby. Okay, so who are your Norris picks? Um, I think Roman Yossi is. Perennially underrated. Um, Yosi's been insane this year. Yeah. Okay, so I saw before you finish, I saw this stat, and he has the fifth most end to end rushes in the league by player. So, like, wow. guess who he's like almost tied with? Big David. 
Tell you already, buddy? I'm alright. I'm just trying to think, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm going to say Roman Yossi. Um, maybe Dougie Hamilton. He's had a pretty good year. Tony D'Angelo, you know, the favorite. No, I'm, oh, kidding. God, I'm kidding. That's Donald Trump's and, vote. <laughs> uh, I would say Kale McCarr. Listen, I'm ready I'm ready to go off. So I would go McCarr, Hamilton, Yossi. Who's number one? Yossi? Uh, yeah, Yossi. My choice is here. Are yeah. you ready for this? Okay. John Carlson. Okay. That's big fan of his. Um, my second choice is big Leafs fan growing up. I already said it. Quinn Hughes. Number two, people don't realize Quinn Hughes has been as good as Caitlin Carr this year. Well, he's been uh, he just hasn't defensively, put up as many he's points. been better. Quinn Hughes has much better been better than, than Kale McCarr. Not as great and dynamic offensively, but better. Defensively. I think I love me. Let him finish his list. I love me. Quinn Hughes. I don't need add to add in my point. This guy just okay? needs to. He, he interrupts all the time and he thinks that's what I do. If you DM him on Twitter, man, all he does is he, he Twitter. Nobody no, DMs sorry, on fucking Instagram. On, Instagram. Instagram. He'll just rip on you for your stupid opinions all the time, man. Only on Ty's stupid opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, my third choice, uh, it might be a bit of a hot take, uh, Martin Marincin. <laughs> <laughs> oh Do a real one. Uh, no, Viril, though, I think Tyson it would be... <laughs> Yeah, Morgan Ryan. Uh, Justin Hall, actually. No. No. Go. no. Your For my real take would be uh, uh, Victor Hedman, actually. I really, I'm always... Victor, Victor Hed- Hedman. I was going to say Victor Hedman's probably moved into my top three after the last, like, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, so what did say? doesn't count? Eric? No. You seem to have a real bias. Because he was still good even before... <laughs> really, what, what I'm hearing here is every time you list a Russian player, he doesn't like them. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Malkin. Yeah. Who else? What do you mean? He, I love Malkin. Oh, he hates, I'm like the biggest hates, fan of Malkin ever. He hates Ilya Mikheyev. Can you believe that? Yeah. The soup man. I hate that soup man. Come on. He's, he can, told everyone. Can you look at that guy's face? He would want Calder him. if he was not injured. I love him. <laughs> Your boy bought a Ilya I'm going to get so jersey. much hate for this podcast if people listen to it because all I'm going to get called is like the biggest Leaf fan ever. And I haven't even said anything as stupid as just you do. <laughs> Yeah, but we say super shit all the time. That's what we get paid. Yeah, but for. I'm gonna get ripped on it for it. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Okay, Eric, what's your three? All right, Victor Hedman was one of them. Jacob Slavin, and my third one was Roman Yosi because having the second most, or I think it was the third most, and then rushes in the league from a defenseman like that's just insane. He's been actually good defensively, which he usually never is. It's usually like Ryan Ellis that's kind of carrying the defensive load for him. And he's just been insane, like, in every single way possible. He's been great on the power play. He's been great at even strength. He's drawn a ton of penalties, too, especially for a defenseman. He hasn't been taking many as a defenseman. He's just been, like, overall, like, incredible. And Slavin doesn't get any appreciation at all, so I'm throwing him in there as my top three because he's also incredible. And he's been incredible both ways, too. Like, he, like he's so underrated offensively. Like, we posted this video that uh, was from this other Instagram account, and this guy's like, just analyzes the game tape, so he... Takes yeah, I like that game. channel. I like it. You saw, you saw that, yeah, right? Yeah, I watched Yeah, it. so he breaks down exactly what Slavin does. So he doesn't do any of the flashy offensive stuff that everyone looks at, but he keeps the puck in the zone really well. He gets it up the ice really well. He closes the gap really well. He just does everything right, and people underrate that. So that's my pick for the Sandine, actually, I want to add. Oh, yeah. man. That guy's good. That guy's better than Lidstrom. He, he has more, uh, I think he has more even strength assists than uh, Kotkaniemi. I saw that, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. What happened to him? Because he put up like 40 points last week, didn't Kakaniemi he? Kakaniemi isn't, isn't much of a comparison. 
Uh, it's just dumb comparison. He's the next I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. He's I'm, what? He's the next No, that was Ryan Paling. Uh, no. After Ryan Paling had three goals in his debut. Yeah. Remember? Come on. No, he had, he he had, had three, three goals three and, and a shootout, shootout winner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that's directed at my, my friend Adam, who's a big, big Habs big well, Habs People homer. were saying Kakanyemi was the next Bergeron. And then I got DMs today saying Suzuki was the next Bergeron. And apparently everyone's the next Bergeron now if you play for the Habs and... You can do because the Habs wish people. they had Bergeron. The Habs always love their French, their French they forwards, their French and I wish yeah. they played for the Habs, but they don't. Yeah, and then they have Drouin. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I just I saw Jonathan Drouin. When Gerard was Gerard Gallant was fired today, they're like, "Oh, finally, we, there's a coach out there we can hire." Well, yeah. no, but for real though, that would be a smart move for any team. I want to. We'll get to that later. But yeah, Sorry. okay, yeah. We'll, we'll okay, so, so we're gonna um, switch from the Norris, and now I guess fitting enough, Jack Adams. Perfect. Okay. Um, so it's funny because if you asked me like two weeks ago, I would have had Gallant probably in my top five. I would still like have him there, man. <laughs> he probably know. still deserved to be there. Does he, by the way, does he, before you continue on this, does he get removed from the All-Star game because he's... No, there's no way. Are you like sure? Like John Scott. I thought, I could have swore I saw like some post about how they're going to replace him with someone else. No. I don't think you can just do that. No. Honestly, that's also a dick move by Vegas to... Ownership interfering as usual. We're getting to this later. Yeah, anyway, okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay. Um, the best coach in the league, in my opinion, is Mike Sullivan. Um, you know, there's just the, the way that Pittsburgh has played and has just been consistent. And Crosby's been out for, you know, half of the year so far, I think. And then Malkin missed. Malkin missed too. a bit, you know, and they're able to do these things and just, just dominate, right? I, I love Mike Sullivan. I always thought he was a, the, one of the best coaches ever since he took over for the the, pe- the Penguins back in their you know mm-hmm. their first cup run, and they've just been a dominant team since then. Um, my second choice, um, you always got to have him in there is Barry Trotz because you look at New York Islanders, same thing as last year. You look at their roster and you say, how is this team winning so much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for real, they they're they're not good at anything except Pittsburgh. No, oh. Islanders. Oh, sorry. They're Off not your good. Phone, <laughs> Come on, listen. I was trying to find a tweet that I wanted to say, but okay. Yeah, Island, but for real, though, the Islanders, you look at their You're roster right. and you say, how the hell does this team win all these games, right? Mm-hmm. There's no one spectacular except, I guess, Barzell, maybe. Barzell's spectacular, and he's the only one on the team. Of, and a bunch of, what, who, Leo Komarov didn't score a goal for a year, <laughs> a calendar year, until like last <laughs> night, I think. Yeah. And, you know, you're playing him regularly in your lineup. And your fourth line is Matt Martin, Ryan Johnston, and Leo Komarov, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not a good team, but they just are a team that mm-hmm. plays well together, I guess. And my last choice, if I had to think here. What the fuck? Did you hear that at the door? Yeah. Okay. Um, my last choice, um, kind of hard. I, you know, I think last time we talked about the coaches, and I think I, I said that uh, Rick Tockett was a great coach. I, 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 so I think I'm going to still keep him on there. Mm-hmm. I know Arizona's kind of dropped off since the last time we, we looked at the standings here, discussed the standings. They dropped off with while bringing Taylor Hall on board. Which yeah, is kind of but they also dropped off their goaltending. You know, there was it was definitely unsustainable. I mean, he got Darcy mm-hmm. Kemper in there. He went down. Ranta, I think, got injured as well. So Ranta was out for the beginning of the year, I'm pretty Ranta sure. Ranta was out. I think mm-hmm. got injured again. Is he so, injured right now? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. But like, it's it's wild though. Looking at the conference right now, from third in the West, sorry, from second in the West to ninth in the West, there's only a four point difference. Yeah, it's close. Like it's it's wild. Yeah. Uh, Where's Arizona, Arizona ranked in the West right now? They're third. 
They're three points ahead of Vegas. Okay, so they're still a solid three of a playoff spot. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what's your list for Jack Adams? Man, my list is literally ties, except I'm going to throw in my boy, John Cooper, who got his team to rebound. So you um, like everyone except yeah, Josh except, except the Russian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he got his team to rebound. Like, Tampa was a mess after that whole, like, Getting swept from uh, by Columbus in the playoffs last year, and I feel like it was unbelievable throwback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember they were okay. We're going back to the last place. I didn't interrupt you there. I know I just called, no, no, no. I just called you up. I know I know you did, but I'm gonna let you do. Yeah. I'm a good person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, just man, remember it? There was like Tampa and Columbus. Everyone's like, oh, this is this is a landslide. Yeah, they got the Tampa they got the sleep. easiest match. They got the easiest matchup. Tampa <laughs> winning the cup. Everyone did, and there and then it was like the first period. Tampa Columbus from game one, and they were up. Tampa was up like three nothing, out shooting them like twenty to four. I almost <laughs> turned off the game because I was like, oh, okay, they they got this. this and is over. <laughs> and then they scored one goal and they just collapsed. Yeah. And it was, that was game one, right? Yeah, yeah game one, literally man. game one. First period of game one. Everyone's yeah. like, this is not fair. Just just, just wave the white flag, Columbus. I literally almost turned off that game. I was watching that game, and I saw them dominate. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, I should turn I bet you off. Tortorella's message when going into the locker room was, guys, no one fucking cares what we do. <laughs> like, Let's go ahead and just play. Like, I, <coughs> he was like, everyone expects us to lose. There's literally no pressure on yeah. us. Yeah. It's like what, what good old Mike Babcock used to say. Being the underdog is always better. Yeah. I don't I think I don't know. But that was, was a phenomenal clap. And I literally and I thought even going into the season, like Tampa Bay should be good, but like they could be a complete mess this year because like mm-hmm. the whole team could just be like angry, they could just be like all messed up, like they could just and be all were. fucked up. And they were. And they, but he got he got them back on track and I kind of yeah. There's no like I don't have a very strong argument for it because as I said with Vasilevsky, you can't be bad for three months and then light it up for a month. And he got his team to he got his team to remember they were a good they yeah, were good. Yeah, he got them to know that they're a good team and they just rocketed up the standings. And I think this is their year. Okay, <laughs> and, and, then, and every year, person? and then <laughs> or so this? so John Cooper, yeah, Mike Sullivan, and I think I still got to give it to Trotz because somehow he's still keeping the Islanders. What are they second? They're they're doing the third division mm-hmm. right now, but they're top five in the league in points. Yeah, and they don't have a good team at all. They yeah. don't have a good defense. They don't have a good offense. They have Barzell and Anders Lee, and Anders Lee isn't even like an elite elite player. So yeah, you gotta give it to him. Okay, now time for my list. Right. Parts this is the good list. Yeah, yes. parts of me really wants to put John Cooper there, um, and parts of me thinks that the Tampa Bay. Literally sucked the first three months on purpose because last year they said they didn't have any adversity. So I think they gave themselves on adversity on purpose. John Cooper purposely made them suck. Yeah, I think, I think John Cooper was like, guys, let's start off this year like dog shit. Let's get this adversity out and then we'll, we'll just take off in the second part of the year. Like... I, that, that's part of my thinking is because last year he it's just said... It's a big conspiracy theory. Yeah, big conspiracy theory. 9-11 was an inside job and yeah. Mark Cooper probably his team lose. But for real, like uh, Mike Sullivan, 100%. I think he's perennially a top three. Did you can't... Top, top I don't think there's an argument that he can't win it this no. year. Um, I, I wonder how... I always wonder how long it takes to give Washington coaches coach some credit. Like, I don't even know his name. <laughs> but like I honestly I don't know his name I honestly, that's why he's the, you guys didn't you, shoot I him. could tell you what he looks like <laughs> but I don't know his name but he never got he's never gotten credit since Trotz left uh, which is I guess this is only his second year you but, know what that's a very good point yeah and then he won't he'll never get credit because Trotz won a cup 
Yeah. And once you win a cup with the team, you're not going to get credit for... Until you win two cups. Yeah, so. yeah unless he wins a cup, he's not going to get credit for yeah. making Washington a good team. And Todd Reardon, by the way. Huh? Todd Reardon is his name. Ah, uh, thank oh, you. Yeah. I didn't know... I. Didn't know his name, but I couldn't then, um, just think of it on the spot. Barube's doing well, but I also think, um, <laughs> you know, Bednar is having a good year too with only having McKinnon. Like a lot of his star players have had mm, that's true. Um, that is injuries. So too. I think there's a lot of good coaches, and most of them seem to be. I mean, somehow like, they're all going to get fired. Yeah, they're going to. But don't worry, they're going to find a job somewhere else in the yeah. same league. Yeah. Two weeks There's later. There's only 33 coaches for them. You can only go teams. 20 days without yeah. having a job. There was but 35 coaches, but then Phillips and Babcock are now on the end. Montgomery are on the no-fly yeah, so list. So yeah. There's so 32 they, coaches for 31 teams. <laughs> no, I, I want to go back to this trophy here. I think it's always the same thing. It's sort of the, the heart trophy. Like it's, it's always given to a coach of a team where you didn't expect them to be good, yeah. and then okay. they were good. No, well, that's the, the good heart. thing with that Mike Sullivan has going from this year because all the analysts were talking about how this might be the year that Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh falls yeah. off. They're going to pull the Chicago. Yeah. And I kind of went over in our story like why I didn't believe that from like the start of the season because for various reasons, and I'm not going to go into it because it's on our story anyways, but like he has that narrative going for him, which is could help him win. Mm. And then with all these injuries, like all every, every person that votes on that award is just going to go, okay, they had all these injuries. They weren't even supposed to be that great. They had an agent core. They had agent Crosby, agent Malkin. Yeah, and I think it should had, go. I think it should I think, go to I think he's got it in the bag as long as they keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, like I don't think there's anyone that can kind of pull off that same narrative. Yeah, underdog is Keith. same with Trots last Trots last year. I'd say the underdog is Keith, depending on how the Leafs trajectory goes Dude, for if, the end of the if year. If the Leafs like kept up the pace that they were going at, mm-hmm. he would be an underdog for that trophy for sure. But the thing is, he doesn't have that great of a narrative because everyone thought the Leafs would be great going in. It wasn't like that's true too. But and that's why Barube didn't win year before or last year is yeah. because. St. Louis was supposed to be a good team, and then yeah. they weren't a good team, and then he made them what they were supposed to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to like have that narrative. Same thing with like the Norris and stuff. Yeah, like you need a narrative to like win you any award. So like, except the Selkie. No, Selkie is the ultimate narrative. It's just oh Bergeron and Kateri are good defensively, so they have to be in the final three with yeah. Barkov. Uh, now we're going to move on to the our Rocket Richard predictions. Okay. So I don't think this will take very long. No. Um, I mean, this Eric. is... I feel like you got to give it... I feel like there's just three guys that are in it to win win it this year. And I think we're all going to have the exact same top three. It's going to be Ovechkin, Matthews, and Pasternak. It's like what the goal... I'm pretty sure that's what the goal... Yep, that's what the goal totals are right now. Although Eichel's tied with Ovechkin with 28 goals apiece. Yeah. And that's pretty... That's interesting. Ovechkin still looks like he's going to hit 50. Matthews and Pasternak are on pace for 60 right now. I think Pasternak slowed down a little bit more. We talked about that earlier. He mm-hmm. only has 11 goals in his last 23 games. Only? Yeah. <laughs> only 11 goals in well, his last Well, because he started with games. literally like 23. 25 and 25, I think. 23 and 25, I think. 24, 25. Whatever it was. He was on basically a goal game for the first 20 or so games of the season. Yeah. And now he slowed down a bit, which was bound to happen eventually. But he's And Austin Matthews is just... Yeah speeding up like mm-hmm. he's moved from a 50 goal pace to a 60 goal pace in the last two like, weeks i yeah. think or three weeks and then under keith he's been on like a 60 plus goal pace basically yeah um, unreal player man I, it's a pleasure to watch him oh yeah so like pleasure I, literally so, literally you guys so, know what i mean right who's gonna take who's gonna take it home matthew's taking it home this year this is gonna be the first year ovechkin gets unseated past max and to slow down a little bit too much 
Matthews just looks on fire. Ma- Keith looks like he wants to put Matthews in and like all the positions just to just score goals. Play yeah. Matthews twenty. Matthews seven. finally got an empty net goal for the first time in in like. I was ever. at I was at his last game. He scored an empty net, or I remember it. It was his fortieth game. I was in Detroit. Uh, the Leafs, his first rookie season. Oh, uh, no he scored way. his fourth goal. I was there for this last empty netter. I think he had two goals that game. I really wanted a third. But. You know who was at uh, Austin Matthews' first four, four, uh, his first game in the league? Martin. Matt Martin. Really? He was at his four goal game. Yeah. Wow. That's it's unreal. Didn't need yeah. lube that night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So anytime I, Matthews does the uh, wrist. Anyone shot? disagreeing, or are you gonna keep Ovechkin? Um, in the, uh, Keep him in the rocket for one. I uh, I think this is Matthew's year. I think I, yeah, with I think. Keith, he looks like a, a player possessed half the time, and he and he's playing like twenty three minutes a night. He's playing on the he's playing like two or three minutes on the power play. If they get four minutes of power play, he's probably paying over three. Well, that's minutes why Ovechkin always wins it because he yeah. just stands on the power play the entire time. The full two minutes he's on there and he's just standing in a circle rip. waiting for John yeah. Carlson and. Rip. Rip. It's because that's off to pass it to. I, I always love how people are just like, how come the goalie doesn't know yet? And it's like. Every goalie knows. You, Ovechkin's just that. It's, it's literally like the second it gets passed that way, the goalie's diving because yeah. he knows the shot's coming. And it's, and it's still not fast enough. And it's still not. And then, like, I think it was Basil, as he had said, it, like, moves. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like he's... It's like, like a ball... Ho- like, I would describe it like ball hockey if you ever play like goalie and ball, ball hockey. Yeah. Like. Well, he said, like, he's like, I'm not the octopus that can save this. Yeah. Or like that. He yeah. said, like, some, like, ridiculous quote. Oh, I don't know. It was just really funny. At the Pasta's time. Uh, pretty incredible. I think he has like six hat tricks this year or something like that. Yeah, he yeah. scores in bunches. <laughs> uh, how many how many empty net goals does, does Pasta have? Do we know? Probably more than that. Also, let's take into account Austin Matthews' time, like average time of ice is now above 20, 20 minutes. minutes. And I'm pretty sure with Babcock, it was like around 18. So that's just yeah. how much Keith is playing in. Do you think yeah. in Game 7 that Matthews is going to play 16 minutes again? Uh, no, I think he's going to play 25, 26. Yeah, I think I think Keith's going to overcorrect and just play. Like, I think Not the fourth the line won't play. Timishaw, Tavares and Matthews, 25 remember minutes. Remember when Timishaw played, uh, he scored a goal, I forget, last Saturday or the Saturday before? Yeah. And he had he played three minutes and like fifty seven seconds. I'm like that is how much I want to see this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, even that, less, that ideally less. Yeah. I was I was thinking of the game. Minutes. I'm like I didn't even hear the name Timishov tonight. I'm like that's always what I wanted. That, that <laughs> what, is, about, what about Goche? Goche? I don't man. I don't know why we wouldn't play Brooks over Goche. Goche is nasty, man. Goche is nasty. It's so weird though how much I think Goche looks. Like Austin Matthews Bro, sometimes. yesterday, last night, man, it gets the devils that snipe. He just comes around <laughs> and snipes it. It's so <laughs> accurate, too, because sometimes you just see him snipe and you're like, Matthews, holy shit. And you're like, go, go with you. So, so Matthews scored His four goals last yeah. night, basically. Yeah. yeah. His interviews are the best. They're not even English. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're a six foot seven giant. Like, how do you not speak? He just doesn't Anyways. speak English. Yeah, uh, that's our choice. So are we Wait, all so are saying you, Matthews? Are you, yeah, are you Matthews. saying Matthews? I'm saying Matthews too. Right? Oh, okay. So, we need some Is this the homer in us? Yeah, homers. I'm going to say Sebastian Ajo comes up from behind with his 23. No, yeah, shut the fuck He'd have Calder. a raise. I honestly don't see anyone. There's always the one player at the end of the year, though, kind of, that kind of just skyrockets up the list. You know what I mean? I like, I'd, I'd say the dark horse would have to be Panarin. Like, can he put up, like, 50 goals? Like, he's kind of on pace for it almost right now. And he's been on fire recently. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, whatever. Move on. I think that's fair. Calder. Uh, oh, we didn't oh, even, put, didn't the even put the Calder. Well, okay. Do Art Ross and Calder. Yeah, Art Ross. So, who do you think is going to get the Art Ross? I mean, I can't go against McDavid. 
Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like yeah. the top three is going to be... This Aust- is easy. It's going to be McDavid. It's going to be Dreisaitl because Dreisaitl is playing with McDavid. And, and then it's going to be probably like McKinnon or something like that. McKinnon, Panarin, they're all up there. McKinnon, McKinnon yeah. yeah, Panarin. Um, it's going to be McDavid. I say one. McDavid gets an injury. Oh, which means uh, big prediction. He's going to be out for... I, it's not going to be a, like a lengthy injury. I think it's going to be like a two-week, three, week, three weeks. two or three-week injury. And that means dry sales useless for three weeks. And then... <laughs> We're going to uh, get so much hate for this dude, one too. No. And then I think McKinnon or Panarin takes over. Dude, I, I'm McKinnon gonna... it could be deadly on that second half there. He's going to yeah. have Brandon Landskog back full time. Although he did better without them than with them. But I don't know what that says about both of them. But I'm going to I'm gonna say it's not going to be uh, McDavid or Dreisaitl. Just... I think Drysdale's going to play every game, but he's going to slow down because he won't have McDavid for a bit. And then I, I actually think it's going to be McKinnon or, or Panarin. Right. Or just say McDavid. Move on. Yeah, it's McDavid. I, mean, I, I think McDavid's, I'm not saying McDavid probably, McDavid's I probably got the Art Ross locked down for the next like decade almost. Like It won't happen every single year, but almost every other year he's going to be taking that thing home. Yeah, like, especially there's when there's nobody the that's Leafs. as dynamic as him. And then Edmonton's a place where he's going to have to play 25 minutes a game, where which just adds on to his point totals because nobody else is there on that team to play. Mm-hmm. Just, wait, just wait till he comes to the Leafs, and Him and Matthews and Tavares, man, oh. your top three centers. Although, no, but Austin Matthews, by that time, he'll be in Arizona. So it doesn't no, he's not. He's a terminal boy. No. He's, he's going to Arizona. Don't you know this? They're, he's already ready. That's why he's on the five-year deal. Mm-hmm. He's going to leave right away. Because why would you want to be in Toronto when you could live in Arizona? Out of you, man. Why would you want to live in... Toronto, man. When I you can live in Arizona. Calder. Yeah. Should we do a quick? All right. My top three Calder guys are all defensemen. Okay. That's all I'm going to say for now. So I'm going to go with Makar, Hughes, and uh, Fox. Oh. Those are your three? Not Fox. I'm guessing your three. Uh-huh. I know his three I, is Marino. Fox was number four for me. Marino? Three Marino. was Marino, yes. Marino's been Marino's been unreal this year, dude. I I actually watched a couple of Pittsburgh games this year just to like because I wanted to see how good Marino's been, and he's like sick, and his minutes have been going up like every month now. Like I think he started off like since seventeen eighteen minutes a game, and now he's averaging like twenty one, sometimes twenty two minutes a game right now because mm-hmm. they just trust him so much. And then Dumoulin's been out for a couple. He's basically been replaced Dumoulin, who's the yeah. Pittsburgh's best defensive defenseman, probably one of the actually good. And one of the best like defensive defensemen in the league, who's actually good defensively, not just like bleeds shots against all the time. And Marina's like replaced him like flawlessly. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. So he's my third, and then Quinn Hughes, number one, and Kale McCarr number two. I love me Quinn Hughes. I I keep saying this. This is the fourth time I said it. I love Quinn Hughes. So he's number one for me. Yeah. And I. I also like McCarr. Like what, do you McCarr think makes him better, what do you think makes him better than McCarr, though? I don't know. I just I, I always love watching him play. I like it's like bias, I guess. Yeah, but, <laughs> but still, okay. Well, you honest. Yeah, but Quinn Hughes, McCarr, and third, Sandine. But but in my heart, he's number one. What about McKay? Okay, McKay. I bought a McKay jersey. Everybody, just so you know. Uh, that. I'm gonna say you can find me on the street the only one with it. Victor Olofsson's also like I don't know if people talk about him because he's a little bit older, 23, 24, I think, right? But well, the thing is, he's just getting carried by Eichel right now. Like yeah, I couldn't he, put him on his. Like he's doing well, but he's mostly just power play goals and getting carried by Eichel at even strength. He has more points than Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian. Oh, Zach Cassian okay. plays true. with it. 
McDavid. That's true. So he think, is better than Cassian. Well, I, think, I will give him that. He is better than Cassian. I think Olsen got hurt, though, so he might... Oh, yeah, he's, he's been out he's for, been... like, two weeks now. So, it's yeah. brutal because I have him in fantasy, and my whole team's injured. I lost Gallagher, I lost Olsen, I lost Raquel. You I should care Dubnik. because of their health, not because of your fantasy draft. Oh, I couldn't care. I want to say Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, and... He's got a hot take That's there. like... I mean, it's obviously, it's so obvious between, it's between McCarr and Hughes right now. Like, it's not yeah. even, like, really close between anyone. It's just a distance there. Just a thing. Uh, I guess... Uh, There's me interrupting. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, I, that's really it. Like, Blake you look, Lizotte. You look at this list and you're like, there's really no one that impressive other than McCarr and, and Quinn Hughes. Jack Hughes is just, like, dog shit. And... Kako's even dog shit on dog shit. Like... I'd say Victor Olofsson would think the, the the three guys with the most points are the, probably the top three, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong. I think Adam Fox has been awesome. On, he's actually the only defenseman on the Rangers that's good defensively, which is, like, kind of sad because he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Like, Truba's shit defensively. Brichet is shit defensively. Oh, yeah, Truba's on New York. D'Angelo, shit defensively. Really shit defensively. Tony D'Angelo loves Donald Trump. Yeah, so this is another double negative, right? Double but I mean, neb- listen, this is this is my argument. I don't like. I didn't. I didn't know about all of his stuff as a human until like recently with with him. Like, I actually him. always liked him as a player too. Like, yeah, I've always but it's liked- like <laughs> the thing is, you can't have both. You want players to be entertaining off the ice. Oh no, I love and, that he's doing all this because it's entertaining. Yeah. As fuck. It's but like he's also you can't have them only be like activists against uh, you know like what your or activists for your party or against your party yeah, or like good people. So to me, it's like, is he good for the game? He's entertaining on Twitter and stuff. He he like has fun with it. But at the same time, is he a good person? <laughs> Based off my research, no. Hey, so, stick to pol- stick to hockey. Stop talking about politics shut here. The fuck up. <laughs> stick to hockey. Yeah, this isn't a political podcast. So what do you guys think about Iran and the U.S.? <laughs> Um, so na- I guess now we're going to talk about the last thing we have to talk about is the all the coaching changes today was Gerard Gallant mm-hmm. um, we all think we that, all, was that was dumbest the dumbest yeah. firing ever if you are there, there should be 30 like 31 teams should really be on uh, dialing his number the Vegas should say sorry we didn't mean to fire you it was an accident well, like do you know how much he's making right now because if he gets hired by another team they'll have to take on whatever that's so who cares I mean some there's many teams that will care because no, many Need teams it. I don't give a dude, shit dude so many teams have so much have like literally can't afford staff uh, I, if I were the least I would hire him right now to be like their assistant coach dude, I don't care do you care. think he'd come in as an assistant coach like, give him enough money dude, dude, he's looks like he coach, makes two million a year two million a year yeah. Okay, so I don't, most teams can absorb that. Like, there's there aren't many teams that couldn't fire. You gotta hire him. And if I were a team who just recently hired a coach like Nashville, fucking fire John Hines right now and hire him. Mm-hmm. If yeah, you're, it's kind of ridiculous. The Devils, that Calgary, Galanta, Calgary. Okay, so the teams that should hire him, Calgary's probably number one because they're using their previous like assistant coach of uh, who, whatever the hell that guy. Bill Peters. Was. Bill Peters. Thank you. They could do San. He could like San Jose and Vegas could just switch spots. Their coaches, like San Jose. San Jose should. did San Jose. Who did they hire? They they have Bob Bugner. They they, um, Bob, they just promoted one of their assistant coaches. He yeah, was Florida's so coach last year. They should be year. going for Gallant, even though it'd be the stupidest thing in the world if Vegas and San Jose just switched coaches. 
But that'd be really funny though. It would be fun after last year's series. They hate each yeah. other. It's another coaching opposing teams. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. I think uh, Detroit, hundred percent, should be going after. There's no way Gerard Gallant's going to f- Detroit. I know, but there's like, zero they, way. but there's no, but Gallant can talk to John Cooper and, or not John Cooper. Fucking I see you, Eisman. Thank you. Um, yeah, they're, they're boys back in the day. Yeah, they're boys, and like really? people want to work with him because like. He's one. He's the best GM in the league, or at least one of them. Yeah. Like he's building a. He's gonna. You know he's gonna turn Detroit around. How long that's gonna take? Three years. Yeah. It's kind of. It's kind of a mess there. Minimum three years. Dude, they're a negative eighty-one goal differential. That's sexy, bro. You know who? You know who's next? The highest negative thirty-one. New Jersey is negative thirty-nine. What? Oh, yeah, sorry, negative 39, you're right. Sorry, 39? First ask, you don't know numbers, bro. Sorry. Yeah, I was looking, I was looking, uh, it was out of order. There legitimately should be, like, 30 teams trying to call them. New York Rangers would be a, so, like, I think. Yeah, there's no reason the Rangers should be looking at keeping Quinn right now, because Quinn has not been a good coach. And I would say New York Rangers have enough talent in the pipeline and whatnot in their system to at least entice. They should be better than what they are. Yeah. Um, I would say San Jose would be a good team that would be for him. Uh, Calgary would be a team that he could go to. Chicago? Chicago. Dude, there's so many teams that could use Golan. But I think Winnipeg? I was just about to say Winnipeg. Like They literally have the exact opposite expected goals for charts or whatever. Yeah. It's literally just... your stories. This is a podcast and you can't see my hand motions It's always hard to hire coaches mid-season because... Like I think like if you want to make a drastic change like this out of the blue, then your your team's trying to push for the playoffs, right? Your mm-hmm. team on the cusp there. I think it's kind of hard to make a coaching change like that because you know it takes a couple of weeks for the players to get used to it. Like I think the Leafs, like they're they were very it was very risky for them to do what they did with Keith and hoping it changed everything. But well, they did it a little bit earlier. I think now you're at a point in the season where I mean your team clearly on the cusp, Vegas. Didn't think so. Well, the, well, Vegas the thing is, is if you're if you're a top ten team in the league, you're not changing your coach. Yeah, but it's if you're it's if you're around the bat if you're like if you're like just outside of the playoff spot or you're maybe like just kind of sliding in, like you can you can change your coach. Like even Vegas, like Vegas underlying numbers, there's no reason they should have changed their coach. You should be looking at a team that's not performing well, and one of those teams would be like Winnipeg, for example. But Winnipeg, like has such varying degrees of opinion on, uh, who is it, Paul Maurice. Like, some people are saying that he should be for coach of the year right now. Like, he should be a Jack Adams candidate because Winnipeg is almost in a playoff spot right now. Mm. Which they shouldn't be. But it's because they're relying on insane goaltending. It's not like some underlying play that's making them amazing. They're just relying on amazing goaltending. But, like, uh, I guess Florida you can because you just hired... Quinville and he's, yeah, he's not going there. They're not firing Quinville. Yeah, you can't fire Quinville. Nashville. They I just hired John Hines, but the problem is they just signed John Hines. Like so? it's, impo- it's impossible for them to fire. You can't you fire. You can do whatever you want. And then, like, just think about it like logically. There's no way that can happen. You can't just hire a coach and then fire him again right now. Dude, every job has a three-month probation <laughs> period. You know? No, NHL coaches have a 20-year probation period. Well, this, but, but like, no, John yeah. Hines was his first year in the Devils, and I think his second year. No, he, he was, was on his third year, right? Now. Yeah, I know he's on his third year, but I think like. The first year they made the playoffs, I think, or the second year they made no, the playoffs, I think playoffs, the second... Whatever. Oh, no, you know what? He's been there three and a half years. Because yeah. the first year they didn't make the playoffs, second year... They did. They did, third year they, they missed, and then this year. This year. So I think that uh, they're... Um, I think Calgary. Was, I think Calgary's the best spot. 
I, no, but the, the way the way that Gallant is, I think he is he is one of the top coaches in the league, and he's an offensive coach. But I think that he needs a team built like Vegas to succeed, where you don't need to really you just throw the players out there. Like that's what they said was a great thing about him. He throws them out there. He throws Marcus So and Stone. So and, you think he needs like a good team? Yeah, I think he needs a good team, like a team like built like that, like so a good who, veteran team. So who do you think team. he should be Beliefs. going for? I think that Nashville would be a great spot for him. Mm. The, ignore Nashville. It's not happening. It, there's there's it zero chance. Happen. Whether, Cal- whether it should happen, it's never happened. Maybe Calgary. Because I, I, like, when you think of Vegas, right, I, I don't think of them as like a big, like, gritty team. They have they have like Carrier and they have Ryan Reeves. Reeves. I mean, that, that's that's what they, he still is a little bit old school because he was playing Ryan Reeves. He did have over. a check. He did have the typical like yeah. grinding checking line. So guys. so maybe Calgary, but I, Calgary then you're, has, you, you fear that he plays Lucic a little too much. Yeah, God, that would be awful. Like I don't know. I I think that he was just a perfect fit. They also for have Vegas. Zach Ronaldo, and they they have like Calgary has grinders on their team. But that that shouldn't be there. Like I Zach know Ronaldo shouldn't, but, shouldn't but be there. It's back, he that, but he is there regardless. Mm-hmm. So, and so I that's think someone Gallant would probably like. I don't think there's a team that's built like Vegas is, right? But Vegas is a unique team. I think that he just fit perfectly in there. His his style of coaching, even that year with Florida, that they that they were really really good. Like one of the, I think they were top in the East that year. What do you think about Vancouver? Because there were there was literally like two weeks ago, people were calling for uh, Travis Green to be fired, but then Vegas went. I think they went. Uh, what did they do? Seven and three over the last 10 and now they're back to and now he think he can stay you wanted, and let's not yeah. fire Jim Benning and so like opinion has changed a lot in the last two weeks but like I still feel like if I'm Vancouver I look at that and go Gallant is an he's a well-established coach in the league and he has he's consistently put up really really good results but I just don't see a team that's that that, that you know that that is on the cusp that he would that he would fit well to like his coaching style you don't fit. see a team other than Nashville, <laughs> other than why not Calgary? Calgary's ahead of Nashville in the standings right because now. Because I just think that like okay, think of the, their top players like like I guess maybe Goudreau, no one think about Monahan, yeah, Goudreau, I just Chuck. think that Kachuk's think... a gallant guy. Yeah, Kachuk is a gallant guy. Backlund, Backlund's a gallant guy. I think he would do really really well in um, in Calgary. I think so too. I just like I just like the fit. It just looks like a good fit. Like, Calgary's like a team that has those grinders that they like. He has the skill guys. He has Gonny Goudreau, who's basically a better Marsha so. He has Monaghan, who's... Mm, nobody in Vegas is kind of like Monaghan, but anyways. And then they have he has Kachuk, who's exactly like his type of player. And they have a deep defen- defense. And he likes running... He likes, like, evening out his pairings. He likes running all four lines. And I think Calgary is like one of the team. They can't really run all four lines, but like all of their defense pairs can play twenty minutes a night. I think that there's a team that he might that might make a move to get him. It's a team where he used to be assistant coach. That's actually Montreal as well. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> I think that like so you he do might, think they should fire. I think they should fire Claude Julien. Yeah, I think he might go there. I think that's that might be the play here. I think Bird because he used to be the assistant coach for Montreal before he went to Florida for his first coaching job, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that he might, uh, yeah, I think that he might go there. I think they might make a move soon. But but one last thought I want to say for all these coaching changes that have happened in the past couple of weeks. I know there were some for like you know sort of the the misconduct behind the scenes. Yeah, and, ignore and, those ones. Ignore those ones. But behind every coach's firing is shit goaltending. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, yeah. like Vegas, 
top team in the league when you look at any sort of stats, expected, goal expected goals, yeah. Corsi, whatever. They have a great team, but their goaltending has been subpar. And they've had a really low shooting percentage. Yeah. Too. A low PDO. Yeah. Yeah, PDO. It's literally just PDO. Just look at a team with bad PDO, and that should be in the playoffs, and that coach is going to get fired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Same with San Jose. Although San Jose was kind of a different mess. But their goaltending was garbage. It still is garbage. Mm-hmm. And then what's going to happen is the the new coach is going to come in, like say for example Vegas. Pete DeBoer is going to come in. Flurry's going to you know go back to his usual self. Yep. And they're going to go and on a run. Start and shooting say, at nine percent yeah. like they should have been all along, and they'll be fine. They'll look at the coaching. Games. Look at the coaching change. Look at the look at what that did to us. Clearly, the coach came in and told them where to shoot better. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Well, ugh, I don't want to go on a rant about it because. I already did on Instagram. So okay, and that's that's the, the episode. Podcast. That's the, the episode. episode. Thanks for tuning in. We're gonna try to record every two weeks, so look for a podcast two weeks from now. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, let's say you're on vacation or out running errands, and you want to see what's going on at home. Or you're at home and you want to see what your dog's getting up to downstairs. With self protection from Xfinity. You can keep an eye on things no matter where you are with live and recorded video, all on your terms. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash self-protection. Restrictions apply. Residential customers only. Requires Xfinity Internet and compatible XFi gateway. Professional monitoring not included.